curious minds. And here is your host, Gary Cachulio. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I'm your host, Gary Cacciolo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are Candice Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, Joseph Sinkovic, author of How to Kiss the Universe, Ms. Aida, author, psychic, spellcaster, root worker, and witch. And you can find her at MsAida.com, M-I-S-S-A. A-I-D-A dot com. And this episode is being sponsored by Ginger Glasser. You can find Ginger at tarotbyginger.com. She's a tarot reader, evidential medium, and healer. And that is at tarotbyginger.com. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Tiana Roser. And she has a book called Awakening Transformation, A Beginner's Guide to Becoming Your Higher Self. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's actually Tiana. <laughs> oh, I messed it up already. And I had That's it okay. right earlier. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh, I messed tonight. <laughs> so, obviously, I could use some contact with my higher self. <laughs> How do you know? Yeah. Do you do any meditation or any practices for that? Yeah, I do meditate. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So that's like the best way, I think. You think so? I think that's all it takes is sitting there and focusing on the breath, and my higher self will pop up oh, and start guiding. Oh, I didn't guiding. say all it takes. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's one way to meditate. I, I actually really like also like working with energy, mm-hmm. with energy, um, because sometimes if you just do the breath method or so forth, people could still be maybe in their mind more. But yeah. our higher self is a high vibration or a high frequency. Mm-hmm. So doing some type of energy practice, um, you can actually sense or feel when you're connected to your higher self, mm-hmm. which I think is really helpful because a lot of times maybe uh, somebody wants to ask a question to their higher self and they're like, is that really my higher self mm-hmm. or is that you know my mind talking? And when you open to connect to your higher self and you draw in that that you know energy and it is through intention because everything is energy and energy follows intention so it's if you if you sit and you hold the intention you know um i open to receive the love and light of my higher self and if you know about the chakras the energy centers mm-hmm. you can imagine opening like from the crown and then third eyes so you can imagine opening it and allowing in the energy of your higher self to come in and activate all of your chakras. And you may or may not feel that initially, mm-hmm. but everybody becomes more sensitive over time. And so as you practice that, you know, a little bit each day, you can start to feel a subtle shift. Maybe it's um, tingling or warmth. Um, and then over time, you can feel your higher self is really love. And so you feel this love wash over you that you weren't feeling before. And then after you kind of feel the shift, you feel the connection, then it's a good time to, you know, have a communication inwardly if you want. Or you could just really sit in that love and kind of like your your sponge soaking it in or your, you know, maybe like a half filled cup that is filling up. Mm-hmm. And so I really do like the energetic aspect to help for people to be able to discern or differentiate mm-hmm. um, between the messages in their head because there's a lot of messages in our head and some of them come from um, subconscious parts of us. Mm-hmm. You know, it could, some of it comes from the collective and some of it can come from my higher self. Does it, it does, it, does it really matter? Where it comes, like I've done that too. I, I, and I still do it. I do that chakra meditation. I, I mm-hmm. see the light go outside of my head and I say that I'm going to connect either to my higher self or Akashic records, mm-hmm. spirit guy. It really, like there's all these different names, and they put it out there, you know, and sometimes, like, you know, I might receive something back right away. And other times if I don't, if I pay attention throughout my day or for a couple of hours afterwards, it will become apparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, one, it's a consistent practice. The more you do it, it's a muscle that you build. There is the the intention like you're doing. So you're setting the intention. 
um, opening to receive. And then there's the trust, <laughs> the trust in what you receive. And so we need to have all of these parts for it to, to work. And that just takes kind of practice and persistence. Hmm. So do you think like when we're connecting, like, is it always our higher self or is like things like spirit guides, archangels, Akashic records, higher self, are they all sort of the same thing with a different name? Um, I differentiate those. I mean, you can, you know, if you think of like a, I'm not, I'm not really, um, let me try to think of something like visual for you, but like, you know, if you think of something that there's like one at the, there's the one, the oneness that we're all a piece of at the top. Mm -hmm. And if you keep branching down, branching down, right? So in a way, you could say it's all the same, the same as you and I are one and you and I and the raccoon and the sky are one. Mm -hmm. But obviously, we're, we're differentiations of that. Um, so when you're connecting to something, you know, wiser and more loving than yourself, uh, it, it, I think it is important to differentiate and it, it's through your intention that you differentiate. You, you intend because you don't want to just open yourself up to anything because there are, are non-physical beings that are not, that do not want your highest good <laughs> as well. And so it's through, it sounds, it sounds so silly. I know, but I also know it to be true through experience through your intention. You can create um, a healthy uh, protection and boundaries and it's important to use your intention. You're, you wield it very carefully, like a sword, um, uh, versus just uh, just opening and saying, like, "Oh, whoever wants to talk to me right now," or something like that. Yeah. But mm -hmm. of course, the the ones that you all mentioned, those are all loving, higher beings, right? Like, if you're talking to, well, I would still even like spirit guide. I still would very much make a very specific intention of a loving, wise spirit guide that serves my highest good versus just a spirit guide because you can have like ancestors that are on the other side and if you, you probably remember some of your family members that have crossed over like not all of them are super evolved right we all have <laughs> ancestors on the other side so so there could be helpful ancestors and there can be some that you know you wouldn't go when they were alive you wouldn't go to them and ask them for advice so do you really want to do that now <laughs> just because they've crossed over doesn't mean that they're the best source for advice. So I think it is very important to uh, use your intention very specifically. Mm -hmm. So where does the higher self fall in this hierarchy? Is the higher a higher self like the next thing? Like we have our our you know our conscious, our subconscious, our superconscious, and then it's the higher self. Well, it gets a little difficult because different people and I often interchange different words. So rather than making it something scientific, right, because it really depends on who you ask, mm -hmm. whose system you're plugging yourself into, um, they will have a different answer for you. But mm. if you just think of, you know, like 3D and 4D and 5D, right, we can think of these different dimensions. And then the higher up you go, you have a higher consciousness level at all of those dimensions. So it kind of depends on who you're plugging into, which aspect of you, like you said, like um, this subpersonality could be this lower or I can um, plug into higher and higher aspects of oneself. But really, we have to be vibrating high enough to be able to reach higher aspects of ourself, if that makes sense. So so mm -hmm. when someone's first opening onto a spiritual path, you know, like if, if this is my resting vibration, this band here, and then I can... I can access maybe, you know, a little bit above that. And then if I'm doing spiritual practices or energy work or breath work or whatever, and I'm doing clearing and cleansing and I'm raising my vibration, then I can start to access higher. So as we continue to grow and evolve, we can continue to uh, access higher and higher aspects of our own higher self. Hmm. But, but yeah, that makes, I, I definitely know that, that, you know, that, type of the techniques have been around for thousands of years and they absolutely do work. Um, what are some of the things that you recommend to people to do when doing this? Like, is there specific quest types of questions or ways of phrasing intention that gets better results than like something vague? Oh, for sure. And, you know, I'm a hypnotherapist mm -hmm. and so, uh, that's a very important piece of the work that I do is that we want to 
put something in the proper languaging. You probably know this, that this is an example that I always use that, you know, it's been used by many, many people. But if, you know, if I say, don't think of the purple elephant, you think of a purple elephant because that's how our subconscious mind works. We can't first, we'll, we'll, whatever's said, we'll kind of imagine it or, or bring it into our consciousness. And then if we don't want it, then we have to remove it. And so rather than focusing on what we don't want, we want to, we could start off. It's easier. A lot of times people know what they don't want at first. So you could start off with what you don't want on a list and then shift it into the affirmative. Um, and mm-hmm. also you want to state things in the now versus I, I will be happy <laughs> because that's keeping it in the future out of, out of reach. Mm. And, or even I want to be happy is also stating that I'm not happy right now. So we really want to, this is kind of, this is both hypnosis. This is a little bit law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're talking about things like this, um, and it depends. That's not really how I work with my higher self. Um, a lot of times I actually just, of course, I've developed that connection over time. I should say it's, it didn't, it wasn't strong from the beginning. And in fact, I first really connected to, um, some spirit guides and, develop that connection. And I, I connected to them through the Ouija board, hmm. <laughs> believe it or not. That was how I first connected to That's them. Cool. And I really relied on that initially. And, and my guides told me that I need to learn how to meditate and they were not going to continue to uh, connect to me through the Ouija board because they told me that they were dropping their energy down to meet me here. And actually they were holding it very safe and protective so that other because a Ouija board just there's a lot of you know people usually use it um, either just kind of in a play like curiosity way not in a serious intentional way and so there's kind of not such great energy around a Ouija board and so um, my guides kind of had to like hold the channel um, to keep me safe when I was first trying to connect in that way um, even then though I did always start with an uh, intention I only want to connect to loving higher beings who serve my highest good. Um, <clears throat> when I started to connect through the Ouija board and I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is the most amazing thing. I was asking like every, every question that would pop in my head about, you know, the universe or anything I could think of. Um, like I said, they, they started to tell me you have to meditate. We're not going to keep connecting with you this way. Mm-hmm. You have to raise your vibration to meet us. We are not going to keep, dropping our vibration to meet you really just like tough love. They gave me tough love and, <laughs> and it worked because one day I went to the board. Well, at first they started to just wean me off like, okay, only once a week. And then it was like only once a month, you really have to practice meditation. And then one day I met, and I, and I tried, it was too hard and I gave up and I went back to the board. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then one day I went to the board and just nothing happened. And I just felt like this loss because at it was like this whole world had opened up to me and now it was gone. And so that really did sort of motivate me to uh, begin just keep meditating until something clicked. And for me, the way that clicked was to listen to guided meditations mm-hmm. and just like really long ones. Like it was like 45 minutes or an hour. I would mm-hmm. listen to this take me that long initially to kind of get really quiet inside. And then things started to just shift and happen. And so there's a lot of different meditation techniques. There's breathwork is pretty popular now. That is a good way for kind of the Western busy mind a lot of times because our mind and our breath are connected. Mm-hmm. And so through breathwork methods, it can kind of automatically put you in that state. Same with um, solfagio frequencies, binaural beats. There's a lot of music that's engineered to bring us into different brainwave states to help us get there. And so there's a lot of great tools now. Yeah, absolutely. There are. You know, I started out with just a simple breathing meditations as well. And it works. You know, it, it does. It brings me to a certain level. And then that's when I, once I reach a calm mind, that's when I start doing the chakra meditation and start raising my energy and bringing down energy and trying to connect with other things outside of my physical existence. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to do it. Mm -hmm. In some way, I think, you know, people need to just explore and experiment with different ways, but it's very important 
to make some kind of connection to your higher self because we each have a unique path in our life and we're not so we're not all we didn't all come here for the same thing to learn the same things or experience the same things and so if we're looking to other people to guide us on our path then that won't necessarily work like certainly we can go to others i mean this is what i do for you know for a living we can go to others that teach us how to connect more deeply within ourselves to, to get more empowered within but if we're looking outside of ourselves then a lot of times even well-meaning practitioners are not going to know what our path is and guide us in the right way but more importantly i think it's just right now on the planet there's just so much you know information <laughs> overwhelming information and if we don't have this connection this way then this way it can get very confusing there's a good argument for this and there's a good argument for that right. and and we can get very confused if we're just using our mind to help us move forward or make decisions so we really need that connection from our soul from our higher self whatever term you want to use to help us know which way to go right i think too you know it's easier sometimes for us to trust another person than it is to trust a voice that is in our heads. You know, we're like, okay, I have this voice in my head, but how do I know whether to believe it? How do I know this is really my higher self? And, and I think that is also sort of, at least for me, it's been a sticking point sometimes. Yeah, I, I, it really is just part of the spiritual journey is learning to trust <laughs> because it's not clear intentionally, right? People are mm -hmm. like, well, if, that's, if this is the true reality, then why, when we're born, why isn't it just clear to us? Yeah. And, and that's the whole journey is that we need to figure it out ourselves and we need to come into our own empowerment and our own authenticity. And it is through, you know, trial and error and experience. And so um, it's okay. It's, it's not, I think there's so many people that have such an issue, like they're afraid to make a wrong step or, you know, to, to do it wrong or make a mistake, but we're here to do that. We're here to, try out different things and through those experiences we need to reflect on them and they start to give us deeper insight into who we are and and what we need or what we're here to express and when is that my higher also you can experiment with that right you, when you get these messages and you write them down mm -hmm. try something small <laughs> you know just what am i going to do today or or something small versus you know should i uh, get married or whatever something should I move to another country or something you know nothing big but you start off small and that's how you build trust with that you when you follow your intuition or you follow your inner guidance and you know there's so many methods there's oracle cards people mm -hmm. pay attention to um, these like angel numbers there's so many different ways um, everything once when you really understand that everything's connected then it doesn't really matter the tool it just matters that you put the intention out. Like I've done this, but I haven't done this for a long time, but I've done this before. Um, you know, soul or higher self. I really need some guidance on such and such today. So speak to me through other people. And I'm going to trust that, you know, I'm going to listen to everyone else. Whatever people say to me today, it's you speaking to me. And I'm going to trust that. You can do that like that. You know, you can do that with a book, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Higher self. I need an answer for this, or I need some support, or I need some guidance. Um, give it to me in this book. I'm going to open to a page and, and, you know, and it could be anything like that or the, the next song I hear on the radio. And so it sounds silly if you don't understand how everything's connected. If you understand how everything's connected, then again, this is why intention is so important. If we're just kind of floating around and we're not focusing our intention and pinpointing it, then yeah, you're not going to get the guidance. But if, if you hold the intention that you want to be connected to your higher self and you use that intention, like I said, you open to receive and then you trust the outcome and you do that over and over again, mm -hmm. then you will sort of build that, that connection. Yeah. Like I've been using tarot cards tarot car since I was 12. And now I have like this ridiculous collection of Oracle cards and tarot cards yeah. and, pendulums and the I Ching, you name it. Every form of divination I have, there is, I've, I've tried it. And um, I believe that intention is, is 
is is key. Absolutely, it needs to be there. Um, but I think there's another thing too, at least from my own personal experience, that that helps me get results, which is passion or a desire or even sometimes suffering. You know, emotion. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I have a lot of spiritual passion. <laughs> um, uh, I really didn't have passion for anything before my initial spiritual awakening. I was always doing things that were logical because, yeah, I had other friends that were like, "Oh, I've always known that I want to be a pilot, or I've always known that I want to be a doctor, or whatever." And I never had that, mm-hmm. and so I would just choose things logically. And once. I had this spiritual connection. It was like this passion, this fire was lit within me that I've never had before. And that is, that is really key because that is an intention. Like when you have a really strong passion for your spiritual growth or to serve or to help others or um, something along that lines, then it's, it's a really big energy. And it also naturally, especially like if it's beyond just yourself, right? If your, your intention is for more than just yourself, then that's a very big high vibrational energy that does naturally call to you other loving higher beings that are working on that same for that same um, purpose. And so, yes, that strong passion um, to grow, to evolve, to be of service, um, to help the planet, all of these things will draw to you um, more spiritual support than than somebody who doesn't have that for sure. What exactly is a spiritual awakening? Yeah, I mean, that's such a good question. I guess there'd be a million answers. Mm-hmm. So um, for myself, there it was really I, like I didn't know that there was more than what I could see or touch or feel. You know, the things that come from uh, the five physical senses. I'm thinking of Gary Zukov's book, mm-hmm. Seed of the Soul. That the one, first one, yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, he has some kind of definition, something like that, like uh, becoming aware of of beyond the five physical senses. Um, there's so many so many different terms that people could use, but again, I would say becoming aware of myself, whether you call that the soul or the spirit or the higher self myself beyond this physical body mm-hmm. and recognizing that that is a uh, eternal self and that there is a higher wiser aspect of me um, beyond the one that I was previously aware of just being in this physical body. So it, it was sort of not being aware of that and then having experiences that started to open me up to that possibility and then, and then getting excited about that and that, passion that you're talking about Mm -hmm. activating and then that passion for me was just huge it was just like this insatiable hunger and I just and I I know so many people you know so many of my clients uh have this there can be a much softer gentler way but when we talk about like an awakening a lot of times it's like that it's just like this volcano erupted and suddenly you're, you're trying to like read everything and listen to everything and try out different practices and you really like want you're searching for answers you're searching for um, a feeling and knowing that that exists. And yeah, that's what happened for me. Do you um, believe like in the process of ascension? Ascension? Yes, absolutely. I know that term is a little um, weighted. <laughs> of course, you know, originally maybe people, the ascension was Christian term and then mm-hmm. um, and then different people have different ideas about ascension um, I actually am on sort of a path of initiation that's just been my journey and so very much in alignment with uh, are you familiar with David Joshua Stone and and no. he wrote some books I think back in the 90s I can't I'm not quite sure uh, he wrote some books about ascension and um, what he the books that he wrote, we're really kind of like he he maybe like made a compilation of of a lot of esoteric teachings, things that are really hard to read. Which I've been on um, in on this kick for Alice Bailey stuff, but you know, so you mean like people. Golden Dawn type of stuff like that? Um, Madame Blavatsky. Not, not, yeah, Blavatsky. Uh huh. Um, 
some of just like the ageless wisdom, esoteric teachings, things, mm. you know, from, from a hundred or more years ago. Uh, a lot of those things uh, talk about this initiation path, but sort of um, making it simpler and <laughs> those practices. <laughs> well, you know, they, they I, I, I've, I've, I've read that stuff. <laughs> I'm laughing. Like that's the kind of stuff I had to struggle through with as a kid being into this. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's all written in that kind of old language, it and brutal. it's also written very in veiled language too. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that you know, if you think again, a hundred things, things have changed a lot on the planet in the last hundred years and, and more. And even I know that since my initial spiritual awakening till now, which is over twenty years, um, the energy I feel because I'm an energy healer, right? Um, the, the energy's really shifted on the planet. And so, uh, I think the, the way when these books first came out, um, things were different then. And so they maybe yeah. had to be more hidden or veiled in the way they speak. But so many more people are awakening now. We're in a time when there's massive shift in transformation and, and the vibration on the planet is higher, even though it might not look like that to some people. That's my perspective is like, you know, it's like we're going through a big energetic detox. Mm -hmm. And so all the, the old systems that were not in the highest good for the collective, those things are all coming up and, and they're falling apart and they're unraveling because we need to create new ways of being. But so it's really ugly in the meantime, right? Mm -hmm. But it's really moving on that journey towards creating um, a, a better world. And, and individually, we all play our part in that because, again, we're all a piece of this web, right, of the collective. And so each one of us to just to meditate or to create more peace or compassion in our heart or to have mm -hmm. more patience, these things do help or, or to do our own, to work through our own trauma. Um, it helps the whole web of the collective. Um, anyway, so, so in the times that we're in now, I think that some of these old uh, books and ideas can be offered in a way that more people can understand and make them more accessible. So that is part of something I would like to do at some point. Um, I'm sort of, yeah, in my own initiatory journey and it, you know, it takes time. And so I don't know, maybe when I'm 75, I'll write that book, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something that needs to be done. When you say like, like you know, that the, the we're at this point where we're, the vibration on the earth is changing do you think is it a definite change for the positive or do you think that is sort of teetering on a brink of going either way? I think that the energy is moving in a higher vibration mm -hmm. and it could go either way because um, we could either open to, we could rise to the occasion, right? Or some people can like, like, Oh no, I'm not going to meet that challenge and fall. Yeah. So it, it, it creates a, you know, a testing point, but yeah, I think on the planet, um, that's just part of the in breath and the out breath of God. I mean, whoever said that in the ancient traditions, maybe it was the Hindus. I'm not sure. Um, but you know, there's like these cycles. So this is like how astrology works, right? Where they, it's like a 25,000 something year cycle mm -hmm. and, uh, or, you know, the call, we're in the Kali Yuga, the dark or whatever whatever terms you want to use or whatever system you want to use. But there's a time it's beyond us that these energies shift, uh, but how we respond to it is up to us. And so, yeah, I do think that the energies are going to continue to move higher, but are we going to rise to the occasion that remains to be seen? Another theory that I have heard too, is that if that it will split, into two separate realities and those that are mm -hmm. ready to extend will extend and those that don't want to won't and essentially just end up with two parallel timelines. Do you think that's a possibility as well? Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I certainly don't claim to have all the answers. Um, yeah, I absolutely think that that's a possibility. Um, I just, yeah, that there's so many possibilities, right? And that's what I learned through doing this, the work that I do with spiritual regression is what I thought was possible when I first started doing this work and what I know is possible now, it's really, really expanded. So I've always wanted to just kind of hold space for, for my client to experience, you know, 
whatever life in whatever realm and whatever so forth. Um, and so, yeah, I think that anything's possible much more than, than I could conceive. That's what I'm constantly being shown. My clients will go into these other lifetimes. I'm like, I didn't even, I never even thought of that as a possibility. Wow. Um, certainly that is. And so I think when I first had my initial spiritual awakening, I know when I first had my initial spiritual awakening, I thought I was going to find all the answers. I thought that's why I was like very hungry. I'm like, okay, I just need to read more books, meditate more, do more practices. And then I'm really going to understand how this all works. And then now I just kind of laugh at my, my younger self. And I realize like, <laughs> Oh, that's never going to be, you know, but I'm much more comfortable with it. I know yeah. like, it's just in this moment. I, again, if I just have this connection with my own higher self, mm -hmm. I know what I need in this moment and I let that guide me. And what I know to be true, like now is beyond what like me five years ago knew. And so I'm open that I'll continually maybe like, you know, just keep expanding and become aware of more things. And I don't have to figure out 10 years from now because who knows 10 years from, you know, we're all still creating it and so forth. And so, yeah, I think it's important to be open with curiosity. And this is something that I have to work on with my, within myself because there are a lot of negative theories out now as well. Mm -hmm. And, and when I say being open, it's like, well, that could be a possibility too. I want to be open to that, but I don't want it to drag me down and put me into a negative state. All of these things are possible, but I think that we are you know, part of the one. And so we're creators. And so I want to, again, use my intention. If these things are all possible, I want to use my passion, as you said, and my intention to kind of steer where my energy is going to be aligned, which of these possibilities that I'm going to be um, moving into. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. Like my, my perspective on these things and the possibilities is constantly changing. The longer I do this podcast, <laughs> and the yeah. more perspectives and ideas that I hear, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's like it all has to have some merit to it. You know, it's just like I do try to lean towards the positive because I want to feel happy, you know. But um, what any other things that you're, you you do is like past life hypnosis. That, that's also yeah. a great topic, you know. Um, have you ever read Convoluted Universe? I, you know, I'm embarrassed to say this because I'm trained in quantum healing hyp hypnosis technique, and so <laughs> I and I was trained by Dolores Cannon when she was alive. Yeah, uh, I have not read that book. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> it's a great book. <laughs> okay, yeah, I need to. Have, have you come across any of that kind of stuff though, where people's past lives are like you know, you know, extraterrestrials and and, oh, and, and sure. star seas and and all mm -hmm. of that? Yes, and that's like such a fun part of my job is like just imagine you know just all day long getting to learn um, firsthand or like you're the fly on the wall of these other realms and these other ways of being. And a lot of times when people go into a, you know, like a, a star system lifetime or, you know, anyway, a non earth lifetime, just most of the other realms seem to be a lot lighter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, they don't have to, all their energy isn't spent just trying to survive. Like that's such a huge part of uh, the earth experience. Um, of course, and it gives us lots of opportunities to grow. And that's why we choose to come to this very difficult um, place to be. That's, you know, my perspective. I know right. other people have the earth is a prison planet idea or whatever. But um, my perspective is that we we choose to come here and um, we grow a lot through our experiences. But yeah, a lot of these other realms, they're they're more playful. They're more creative because they're not needing to focus so much energy on survival. And so it's really um exciting when a client goes into a non-human um life and even even the idea of past life because of course if we think quantumly like it's time isn't linear mm -hmm. and so is it a future life is it a parallel or whatever it doesn't you know that's just the term that yeah timeline whatever yeah yeah so so people are going into other lifetimes and you know they we we might they might be in their future if we if we think of time in a linear way or they might be in the past but um, there are so many infinite, infinite possible experiences. 
And I'm sure that I was just talking about this on another podcast. Like, I'm pretty sure that a lot of like science fiction and so forth is coming from people tuning into these other realities, you know, versus the idea that they're Mm -hmm. just creating this out of thin air. They're tuning into something that exists already somewhere. Right. That's what Philip K. Dick believed. Mm -hmm. He he believed that that the information was in his stories were coming from somewhere else. Yeah. So it's, it's absolutely positive. I mean, who's to say that what we're thinking isn't really another reality of itself anyway? Right. It gets really, <laughs> exactly. And so that's why when my clients, you know, they go through this whole experience of a past life and then when they come out of it um, and then they ask like, oh, how do I know that that's really real? It's I'm like, well, everything is just another layer of a, of reality. I feel like dreams mm-hmm. or do you have plant medicine experiences or your meditations or um, regressions? They're all realities in a way, right? Who's mm-hmm. to say what is reality? They're all just kind of different levels of consciousness or experience. And so to me, it's just about a matter of like, did I learn something? Did that help me in some way? Getting value from whatever we experience, we can get value, even the really unpleasant experiences, because lots of people go into past lives that might have been traumatic or unpleasant in some way. And the soul's not bringing them into that to make them feel bad. You know, they're... They really are trying to help them in some way. So all of our experiences, we can have that perspective, whether I wake up in the morning from a dream, I can still kind of tune in and say, like, you know, how, what can I do with that? How can it help me? What can I take from that and apply it into today? And, and I think it's helpful to just look at all of our experiences um, from that lens. Hmm. Yeah, I completely, you know, that's what I I think. Because there's nothing to say that that what's going on in here is separate from reality. One of the things I even think about the mind sometimes, like, you know, we've always, we've been taught to associate it like as a database, a storage of knowledge in our heads. But what's to say that that, that's not the case and that it's actually a receiver? Yeah. You know, and and that all that stuff is coming from outside. Mm Mm-hmm. And then even outside, we could say, <laughs> what is outside? Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting depending on the, again, the, the lens or the perspective that you want to use from it. Why don't we, if, if we're supposed to remember our past lives, why don't we? Why do we have to see, be hypnotized to remember them? I, I don't think we're supposed to remember. So that, you know, I, there's pop, who knows how many, a lot of uh, spiritual teachers say maybe in the hundreds we have them. Mm-hmm. I think that we're not supposed to remember them until we've grown to a certain level of consciousness. Just like you don't give a child a sharp knife, right? A sharp knife can be useful if you are mature enough to handle it and you can cut things and, and whatever, you can carve something with a sharp knife, but you don't give it to a young child who can hurt themselves or hurt others. And same thing with past life memories. I think it would get in the way of us really experiencing this in this Mm -hmm. body, your body that you're in until you are at a awareness level that you can hold space for that. The, when you go, when we do like a past life regression, have you had a past life regression before? No, it's actually one of the things that I really, really want to do. Cool. Well, hit me up if you want to do that. I do. <laughs> um, it's, it's really neat because you have dual awareness in the regression. So it, I'll go back into a past life as Joe, let's say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe. Um, but I still also have my Tiana awareness as well. And I can feel, and let's, so let's say Joe is really different for me. Joe's a macho guy and he's really gruff or something. Right. And then Tiana, she's like really like playful and light and silly and emotional. <laughs> and, and so we're really different. Right. Um, I can, I'll go into that past life and experience scenes of Joe's life and I can exactly like feel and understand his perspective, but I can also still have my Tiana perspective. I'm like, Joe, what are you doing? <laughs> but then also <laughs> I can feel myself as Joe, like I'm going to do this or whatever. And so it's really neat to have that dual awareness, but not everybody. I've had clients that I've had a male clients, just a couple that 
went into a past life when as a little girl and then they pulled themselves out of it because they they you know who they are now couldn't handle the idea of being like a vulnerable little girl it's like a big you know gruff guy or something uh it felt very threatening so he pulled himself out of it rather than you know, stay in that experience so so he wasn't ready for that yet right so mm-hmm. so some people are not ready you know there's a we come in to have this very specific focus because of course we're one piece of the divine which is everything but that everything wants to know itself so it forgets it's everything so it can experience something very specific this experience right and and go into yeah. another one and so only when we can hold space for the awareness that oh i've been many many things and you know maybe i've been an alien and maybe i've been a dog and you know i've been this man or i've been a not nice person we're not going to remember those things if if we can't handle them because and and maybe some of the people that are considered you know schizophrenic or maybe Mm -hmm. some of these people have some bleed through like that and they're not able to or somebody that had some really heavy acid back in the 60s and then you know people say like oh and then they never came back to normal, maybe it like opened up their wiring in a way where they were accessing more of these things. And people say, oh, they're having an illusion or a delusion, but maybe they were tapping into other things that really exist. Sometimes I think that when I see something like a homeless person, you know, talking to themselves, walking down the street, I'm like, maybe they are really mm-hmm. tuned into another reality and they're just having a hard time being grounded in this reality. And so they're not able to function in this reality because they're too tuned in the other realities. I think that yeah, no, I'm not saying that's the case for every. Like, yeah, like one of the ways I look at it is overlap. like I think sometimes too, like like maybe a filter has been removed. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're seeing reality through these five senses of, you know, it's filtered down to the experiencing through five senses. Where with them, you know, maybe there's other senses, and 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 those filters, those stuff that blocks it out for us, is not there for them. Yeah, and so. So gradually now, as we're shifting into higher, higher, higher vibration, those filters are being removed. Mm-hmm. And so a lot more people are awakening very rapidly. That's what I'm seeing with a lot of my clients, people coming in just kind of like co- coming from this maybe um, really restrictive perspective, maybe in some kind of uh, religion that was very restrictive. And then boom, suddenly they've opened up to all these other possibilities very, very quickly. This is happening where it used to take a long, slow, gradual process. And I think it is these higher vibrations are making it, you know, our, our chakra systems opening and it's making all of this much more accessible to us than has been the case in previous times when the energy was a lot heavier on the planet. And so only people who really committed, right? Those mm-hmm. that the monks and, and so the nuns or whatever in the monastery or the, those people that spent their whole life focused on their spiritual journey with no, no other distractions. They were the only ones that could access these things before. And now it's becoming more commonplace for everyone. Hmm. So what do you think is in store for us as we reach a higher vibration? Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> so first of all, like these, this isn't the main, I, I don't, want to encourage people to seek out their higher self to get these special abilities because of course that's coming from the ego usually right. if that's the main reason why right. somebody in, in our survival or survival might actually depend on this too mm-hmm. yeah so of course there's there's these higher senses that awaken mm-hmm. so the you know the clairs so that's like um, inner seeing is, is clairvoyance and inner feeling is clairsentience and inner knowing is claircognizance and, and so forth. So there are the, the senses of becoming aware of the things that are not physical, but exist on the higher dimension. So that kind of thing opens up. But more importantly, it's these higher qualities of our higher self. So, um, feel, you know, more love, more compassion, and a deeper wisdom and understanding because we're not just seeing things from the 3D physical perspective. And so hopefully if, if more people open up to that, then there can be more cooperation and less just 
there's a balance, of course. There's a balance of the individual and there's a balance of the collective. And we need those both. We definitely need to be here as our unique beingness. Like there's, you're the only one of you on the planet and you're here just to be that. Mm-hmm. And, and you should be that. That's, that's what your soul wants is just to have that experience as Gary. Um, but as we awaken more spiritually, we also become more aware of and respectful to other people's needs and their expression and so forth. And so I would hope that it would become this more beautiful dance <laughs> instead yeah, of right? right now. It's like, <laughs> it's this clash, but, uh, I, we, we want to have all of the diversity of perspectives, um, in a way where, you know, sometimes even conflict can create and spark new possibilities and new ideas. Um, but we don't want to do that, you know, and destroy the whole planet or so forth. So there's a, there's hopefully a way that as we awaken these senses and realize that we are all connected and that we're connected to the planet and we're connected to all the living things, then we can kind of shift our ways to create more peace and, and harmony and make this uh, a lighter place to be, right? Because there there could be enough for everyone that we wouldn't have to spend so much of our energy on survival but we are spending so much of our energy on survival. So then we don't get to play and create. And, and I think that if, if more people could awaken, um, and, and recognize that we are interconnected, then we could work together to solve this. Like, you know, do you know Maslow's hierarchy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of like we have to take care of these base, you know, which is kind of like the chakras really this base level survival needs first. If everybody had their survival needs taken care of, and then we could start to to have more fun. Then we could start to look, you know, and, and aspire for higher things. But right now we have such a different, you know, some people are able to work on this higher level because they have all these other needs already met. And then all these other people don't even have this base level. And so as long as it's like that, then we're going to have a lot of issues on the planet. And so the idea, my perspective is always that we have to awaken the consciousness. It's not about like, of course, it's not that these things are bad, but like, you know, how do we cure this disease or how do we create, you know, more sustainable food or whatever? Those things are good. But if we don't shift people's consciousness, it's still not going to work. And so all the level, you know, the level of things that are just on the physical level that are not shifting people's consciousness, if, if things are going to remain the same, because you're always going to have um, people who are selfish, who are not looking out for the others that kind of ruin things right and i'm not mm-hmm. saying that to judge because we, we've all been that person and that's what i like about past life progression i experienced being you know that selfish person and i so i can understand that that's just a stage on the journey and there's no judgment but if if that person could connect to their higher self and realize that they're just infinitely loved and it's okay and you're not here to be perfect and you're just here to be you and that you have so much spiritual support um, once you open to it, then then the world, of course, would be a different place. Absolutely, It'd be a completely different place if we could do that. It almost sounds like Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, and of course, you know, even I mean, of course, that sounds that Nirvana sounds kind of boring to me, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like about like. So I also do, you know, the between lives, life between lives regression, going to spirit realm in between lives. You realize like that there's there's we always still want to grow and and try new things and create and so forth so even when we're not in a, a physical body we are are still doing things we're, you know we're not just kind of sitting there peacefully and we're singing kumbaya or whatever right <laughs> like <laughs> there's always kind of a drive to continue to what's the next you know we can continue to, there's more and more to see and experience spiritually. Who knows how much more? And again, depending on who you ask, um, you know, I only know this band of like what's mm-hmm. closest to me and I don't know what's out there. I have different ideas. And of course there's different people's accounts, but that's part of like what pushes me to keep growing and evolving is that I do want to know what's beyond there and what's beyond there. And it's exciting and interesting. It's the spiritual journey is not, boring you know it's i think that a lot of times people think even because i teach reiki right energy healing Mm -hmm. and sometimes people will take the reiki class and they're like do i have to stop drinking alcohol now do i have to become a vegetarian i'm like no who who tells you you have to do anything you know there's no it's like no there's no rules that say oh now if 
you're on a spiritual path or if you're an energy healer, you have to, I mean, that's my thought is like, there aren't these like rigid rules. I think that everyone has their unique expression of that. Hmm. What's that thumb for? I don't know. I thought you put that there. <laughs> no, I didn't put that's, that there. Uh, that's, I didn't do that. I haven't touched that. <laughs> Seriously, you didn't do that? No, I didn't do that. That was so weird. Spiro was like, yes, I am agreeing with you. There's no rules for this. No, I didn't didn't touch anything, I swear. That's so bizarre. I don't know when this podcast episode will come out, but this is Mercury. We were talking about this before we started recording. We are in Mercury retrograde, so crazy things happen, but... That was really wow. cool. This I has been that. a weird night spirit, for guys. me. <laughs> this has been like one of the weirdest nights I've had. <laughs> Crazy. Well, I, I live in Austin and, you know, the whole motto for our city is keep Austin weird. So oh, we yeah. love weird. We celebrate weird. And oh. so, yeah. I know what I was going to ask you. Though. I had forgotten my question. Now I remember, because, you know, you told, before the episode, you told me that right now you're in Peru checking out all these sacred sites and like that. One of the things that I sometimes think, like people that made these sacred sites and stuff, it's like they were vibrating at a higher frequency than we are now. So it's like at one point in time on our planet, civilizations were at like a fifth, fifth dimensional type of mm-hmm. consciousness. And somehow... It went backwards down to three. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely a believer in, you know, ancient civilizations beyond what our history books say. And that that our history is much, much, um, goes far back um, as humans. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know for sure. You know, there are all those those shows about these things. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm I'm open to the idea that that there were, you know, aliens that kind of uh, played a role in bringing and even still do, you know, behind the scenes in, in bringing in certain information and technology um, to the planet. And so uh, but yeah, as an energy healer, I love to go to these sites and just kind of, again, feel for myself. So mm-hmm. that's what that's what's part of my passion on the spiritual journey is like. I'm not going to believe something just because somebody else says it. Even if there's somebody I really respect, I need to have my own experience and to sense or feel it to then become aligned with it. And so you you hear about these places, but I want to go there and then feel the energy myself and kind of see maybe sometimes when I go somewhere also, it activates something within me, a, a distant you know memory from from another time, another place. And so I like it. Also, it's just important to to make time away from work, <laughs> where to explore or to just have quiet time where I'm not. I have a lot of different projects and things I'm always working on, and so it's really good to just kind of get in into the stillness every now and then. It's important to practice what I preach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do you know daily practices of meditation and so forth, but also um, to have you know at least a couple weeks away here and there is. It feeds my soul. What is the uh, most energizing place that you've been? Oh, that's such a good question. You know what's really hard for me still to discern sometimes is if I go somewhere and I feel something, sometimes it's like, is that the energy of this place? Mm-hmm. Or is sometimes it's like, this is an activation for me. This was the, the time and the place when something was to be activated spiritually it's been some years, but Sedona has really powerful energy and it's really cool that it's in, you know, the United States where we live. Um, so I really, really do love the energy of Sedona. And I keep telling myself I need to go back because it's been a few years. That's probably been the most powerful. And it's, it's interesting because I have a strong connection to Egypt Mm -hmm. and I was so excited and I did enjoy my time when I went there in 2019 but it also, I think it brought up some other past life stuff that needed to be cleared. And so while I was there, I, I got really sick and, and so some other things happened that made it hard. For, and there's just a lot of um, people trying to sell you things. It made it hard to like kind of have the deep mystical experience of uh-huh. Egypt that I wanted to have. Because uh, I really felt that like, oh, I was going to go there and feel all this energy. And, you know, at least in that trip, that wasn't the case for me. But that doesn't mean that that's not what is there you know i might go another time and really sense and feel that and 
So yeah, I think that Sedona, when I think about it, and I've gone to a number of places, um, spiritual sites, um, uh, Mount Shasta is pretty cool, but Sedona has been the strongest one, um, for me. Yeah. They say there's a lot of portals in Sedona. Mm-hmm. And I've even, I've had clients that like, were not so like spiritually oriented, but they went to Sedona and they came back and they were like, I was buzzing. My one client was like, it felt like getting, you know, like intravenous, um, uh, B vitamin shot. <laughs> she said it felt like that. She was, she was like really surprised because she, yeah. So I know a lot of people that kind of come back surprised there. And of course, all of these places, anytime you have this kind of place that's known for mystical stuff, then you'll have some scam artists there that go to offer their services as well. But it's, but it doesn't even mean you don't even have to go and have like a, a reading or a healing mm-hmm. or anything. You can just go and sit in these places and, and tune in and, and notice what you sense and you feel. It's important. Again, like it's important that we have some way and it'll be different for each person but some way to sense and feel higher vibrations. Otherwise, again, you could be easily tricked by your own mind or other people's strong opinions. And Mm -hmm. we all need to become our own. We have to have our inner authority, but coming from the highest aspect of ourselves, not from the lower aspect, um, we need that to guide us through the kind of chaotic times that we're in. And I believe we'll continue. Uh, I think we're in some really tumultuous times all meant again for dismantling things that are, are no longer serving us, but uh, to, to kind of get through that and not be like knocked over by the tidal wave. We all need to have our own kind of inner guide uh, through these practices or, yeah. Yeah. It certainly does not hurt to work on our intuition and I don't know, or, Expanding our perception of things. I mean, the larger perspective we have of anything, the better decisions we can make. Yeah, because it's it's just like it's one other tool. It's mm-hmm. not an either or, right? It's not like say I, I talk to my clients a lot about like heart and mind. It's not an either or. <laughs> either I follow my heart or I follow my mind. It's like no. no, they need to they need to team up, and then you find a balanced approach. And so it's good to have more of these you know, inputs, right? So you have your heart and your mm-hmm. mind and what your body's telling you and you have what your higher self is is telling you or, you know, your intuition, your way of connecting to spirit. And so you want all of these things. So absolutely you can have the most well-rounded picture of of what is true or what's available to, to move forward or to make your decisions. Absolutely. So um, this has been a great interview. I want to thank you for coming on. But before we wrap up, um, where can my listeners find you and find your book? Yeah. So the best place would be on my website, which is awakeningtransformation.com. My book is on Amazon. It's by the same (laughs) name, Awakening Transformation, (laughs) with my name. Um, I also have a podcast called Beyond the Illusion um, podcast.com that people can um, find more. All right. Awesome. Well, I'll put a link to your um, to your website, to your podcast, and to your book in the notes of this episode so my listeners can find you. And it's been a pleasure having you on. I hope you'll come back again. And um, I don't know, maybe you could do a past life hypno- uh, regression on me. Yeah, that would be really exciting. I'd love to have Thank somebody so who's been trained by Dolores Cannon to do that to me. Yeah, absolutely. That'd Who knows great. where, you know, your past lives or your other lifetimes have been. I really want to know. I, I really yeah. think I have. To, I th- think sometimes I think in order for me to understand this life, this is actually something that I'm going to have to figure out. It does. It does really bring in extra puzzle pieces. And um, I don't know, for myself, once I kind of experienced some past lives, my mm-hmm. higher self, sometimes in meditation, will just bring in a past life if it's related to something that, you know, I'm challenged with now or that I'm working through, um, my higher self will kind of drop that in. And so, yeah, I think like once you kind of explore some past lives you find, or they, they come through dreams as well. Another way to experience yeah, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do not discount dreams. All right. So this has been great. And, um, hang on for a moment and I'm just going to play the outro.
Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or message him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the cost of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of this page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. You can also buy the book Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need. You can find it on Amazon and it will change your life. Because remember, everything that it says was first imagined. Love what you listen to today. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share.